following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. At the end of the year, they'll be merging with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they'll be stronger together. They can help your business from retirement planning, payroll, audits, tax help, and more. Go to BeanGarter.com to find out about the merger and also how Bean Garter is stronger together with Dorn Mayhew. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. We are back live across Michigan, hour number two. A lot of football to talk about. The latest on the Michigan sign stealing or sign stealing. So that fast situation. That three S's right there. Sign stealing uh, situation. John U. Bacon, New York Times bestselling author, will join us coming up in a few moments. Also, Grand Valley State University is welcoming back wrestling on the men's and women's side. Plans are there for the women as well. Dan Gable is the greatest wrestling coach in the history of the sport. He'll be in West Michigan at a fundraiser for Grand Valley Wrestling. We'll talk to Coach coming up in about 20 minutes, also within the hour. Less than an hour, Josh Garvey, managing shareholder at Bean Garter. He heads up the Grand Rapids office. He'll join me in studio with Lomas Brown, former Lion, current member of the Lions Broadcast Network on the ugly loss in Baltimore in the game Monday night against the Raiders. So Josh and Lomas talking Lions in the NFL within the hour. We did throw out our huge question of the day. How do you think this Michigan sign-stealing situation ends for Harbaugh, the football program, and the university? You tell me, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Randy in Grand Rapids listening on 96.1 The Game, our flagship station. You're on The Huge Show. Hey, uh, let me start by saying I'm a huge fan and a Forshield Easter graduate, so I'm uh, glad to hear you talk about Eastern. Um, I'm, I'm going to say I think it's sad. Um, Jim's done a lot for Michigan, uh, produced a lot of great athletes, and if it is coming from within, I think it's, it's, just, it's just sad. And it's a, it, it's a terrible way to kind of kick somebody who's done as much as he has for the program. Well, look, think about what Michigan has done to him, especially Ward Manuel. Cut his pay in half. Was excited he was going to take, thought he had the Vikings job. Reportedly already had Bill O'Brien set to be the next guy, or Mike Hart. And then the new contract, and they try and base it on hamburger purchases. COVID-19 rules, uh, there, there is no public support at all for Harbaugh from that administration. Santa Ono did when he took over, but then he got quiet because I think their Board of Regents control the power there. A lot of it's politics. You see it at Michigan State, it's at Michigan too. Carl in Grand Rapids listening on 96 won The Game. You're on the huge show. Hey, huge. I um, I just think that the the speculation has kind of run wild here. Um, without much talk about what the actual rules are, I was looking today at what the bylaws actually say, and it's true that there is a rule prohibiting uh, on-site uh, scouting. 
but the old version of the bylaws explicitly prohibit third-party purchase of film. And that was removed in 2013, which is to say that it was now allowed for all sports. Actually, it was allowed before for football as well. But then they removed it entirely, which seems to indicate that it's allowed for all sports. So what you're so, saying, if, if, he, if he sent the interns and then uh, in stallions and bought the film, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not even abundantly clear that what they did is a violation. And everyone is just, I mean, the last caller said it's sad. I mean, they just, everyone is completely taking it as a foregone conclusion that there's guilt, that it's a, that's breaking of the rules, and it's just completely out of control. I, I think Michigan's been quiet. And maybe that's because they think that they've done nothing wrong. I mean, they may have, for all we know, already ran this by the NCAA. It was alleged that the NCAA heard about it and didn't act on it. I mean, nobody knows, but because of the explosivity and the clickiness of Harbaugh and the Michigan program, it's just, it's gone wild. But I mean, no one really even knows what it's going to amount to. Well, and that's why I'm saying, and I have another thing I'll add. Yeah, and I I had prefaced everything, Carl, that, if if I'm waiting for evidence, I've seen nothing, I've read and heard reports, I've seen no evidence yet to indict anyone at Michigan. You know, Connor Stallion's on the sidelines with a sign chart. There, There's no NCAA rule against that. I haven't seen him on the sidelines at an away game. I've seen him only on the photos. So there's no... There, there's no evidence yet, but there, there are a lot of stories that read, like the Washington Post or Pete Thamel, that read very dark and dirty for Michigan football. Yeah, I mean, him standing next to the coaches, of course, he's the sign guy. No one's denying that. Everyone has a sign guy. All right, thanks a lot, buddy. I appreciate the call. I think John Ubeck and other callers online will get to your thoughts on how you think this Michigan situation will play out when 866-838-4843. That's when 866-838-HUGE on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Now, John U. Bacon is standing by, New York Times bestselling author. Nobody knows everything inside Michigan athletics more than John U. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right, Big Bill. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing good. Just about you know eight, nine days ago, everything seemed like it was a maze and blue parade all the way possibly to a national championship. And now we get a story that just won't end, and it is a bye week, and Harbaugh has been an easy target, maybe from within and also on the outside. NCAA uh, in Ann Arbor uh, this week. Uh, John, the question I'm asking the audience, how is this going to play out? And look, I'll tell you this, Bill. Anybody tells you they know what the NCAA is going to do, they know how Michigan's going to respond to the NCAA. If they know how they're going to respond regarding Harbaugh's contract, which has still not been finalized, if they know what Jim Harbaugh's going to do, is lying. Because right now, nobody knows any of those things. Um, got you know, some guesses, but right now the range is so incredibly broad, starting with the fact that this rule has never really been tested before. It's Rule 11.6.1. It's been around since 1994 as a cost-cutting measure. Uh, to reduce the number of coaches, not about ethics or sportsmanship or safety. Um, and they almost killed it two years ago when they said it provided a minimal competitive advantage, but they did not kill it. It's still a rule. And if you break that rule, of course, then you are now subject to whatever the NCAA infractions committee sees fit. Uh, so there's no template here. There's no 
sentencing guidelines, if you will, to borrow a phrase from the legal world, um, there is almost no way to predict how the NCAA is going to respond in this case. From what you've read that seems to be credible, and again, you're a a writer, journalist, uh, you could classify that better than most. What does stick out to you where you say to yourself, Michigan could be in trouble here? Well, it's just a drip, drip, drip you hear every day. Every day there's a new story. Every day there's more information about um, Connor Stallion, the analyst in question, um, about his travel plans, his expenses, um, involving other people to help him, which who may or may not be Michigan employees. I think they're not Michigan employees in most cases, but I don't know that anyway for sure. Um, so anyway, um, that, you know, the drip, 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 the PR battle, I can, we can say pretty safely, I think, Bill, has already been lost. And no matter what happens next, uh, the Brewers and Michigan's reputation has already been suffered, I think. Um, so that has stuck out. Just the, and also what's sticking out is I can't recall a case where the NCAA has leaked this much or even at all. They almost never leak. Um, so this has been unusual that way. Um, next up, of course, the, apparently the private investigative firm that found all this from Connor Stallion's computer. I can't recall a private investigative firm being involved in one of these cases either. Again, none of this ultimately matters in terms of it doesn't matter who the messenger is and all that. If they have evidence that Michigan has broken the rules, there was going to be a punishment. That's all there is to it. Um, but these are unique circumstances that I can't recall seeing before. John Upegan, New York Times bestselling author. He knows everything inside uh, Ann Arbor and the University of Michigan joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Yeah, the one thing I, I take from my 32 years of doing sports radio all across the country, locally, statewide, nationally, that when there are a lot of leaks, you don't have a strong case. That would that, That's kind of my read, my gauge. And I agree with you with the NCAA or an investigative firm saying they had access to Michigan computers, which doesn't seem legal, but I'm not a lawyer that if the NCAA had something already, they'd be pushing on Harbaugh uh, to be suspended just like Connor Stallions was. Possibly. Let's read to what you're saying, but if you're asking me, Bill, uh, to predict or analyze how the NCAA functions, I gave that up a while ago. <laughs> so uh, when they did not pursue a case where the Virginia Cross player uh, tragically killed his girlfriend, also a Virginia lacrosse player, female lacrosse player. And the NCAA did nothing, which I think the NCAA should have done nothing because they don't, not in the, they don't handle homicides. That's the FBI. That's uh, far above their pay grade. But they got involved in the Penn State case. Uh, there's very little rhyme or, rhyme or reason to what they decide to pursue and what they decide to not pursue. So in that sense, again, anybody says they've got a framework for how it's all going to happen, we've all got our guesses. And I realize these are disappointing answers, Bill. When you call a guy up for some expertise and he tells you no one knows a damn thing, that's not very satisfying. I get that. But that, I think, is largely the case right now. There's obviously a lot of a lot of gears in motion. There's no question about that. And the PR battle, again, is the one thing we can talk about confidently is certainly not going Michigan's way. One thing you do know, uh, you know the inner workings politically and privately at the University of Michigan. I stated on this show, and I've said it numerous times, that Jim Harbaugh hasn't had a lot of people stand with him on the podium outside of the day he was hired and the infamous pay cut and the current delay on the contract and 
some at Michigan hoping he was going to take that Vikings uh, job. Uh, the three-game suspension for Burgergate, which still isn't finished with the NCAA, will be in 2024. So you ask yourself, why not wait? Why not stand up to the NCAA? Now we get this. Uh, crickets when it comes to everybody else at Michigan. What is the Harbaugh support base in and out of the University of Michigan? Uh, it's hard to put an exact figure on it, I guess, or exact outline. I would say a few things about that. One, one reason why I think, certainly my strong hunch on this one, that Michigan said nothing in the current environment is that they are trying to obey the gag order, which apparently the NCAA is not obeying. Uh, but they are given a gag order, and they're supposed to not say anything about the current situation. So that might explain that, which also means you're getting one side of it, and Michigan's not responding. Um, I'm not sure what Michigan's response would be, um, but that's one aspect. Two, I mean, it's not a secret that you know Ward Manuel and Jim aren't particularly close. As you point out, that when they cut his pay in half, um, that contract happened very quickly when they're about to sign him to make him the richest um, Big Ten coach, that's taken a year and a half or so. Uh, but you also have to say, too, that if Ward Manuel was trying to get rid of Jim Harbaugh, then that would have been easily done in January of 2020. I'm sorry, 2021, when he's finished the two and four season minus a game against Ohio State that never happened. Um, that would have been an easy time for Ward to get rid of um, Harbaugh and without probably a whole lot of pushback from the fan base and others at that stage. Um, so you, it's, it's not, I'm not seeing very many blacks and whites here, black and white situations. I've seen a lot of shades of gray, um, in most of these situations. Um, so that one included, I again, realized Bill is unsatisfying. No, no, because we were, none of us are on the inside. I mean, you're down in Ann Arbor and you've written many books connected to Michigan. You know, a lot of people that's no one knows what the NCAA is thinking. No one knows what Michigan, uh, has and doesn't have, uh, com- Compared to what the NCAA or some private investigator got from Michigan computers and lawyers are running the show, which means you're not going to get a lot of information. I, I think this, and I think Ballas said it on the show a couple days ago, the biggest punishment for Michigan is happening right now where they're being labeled as a cheater. And I think that was, it seems to be this high leakage daily drip, if you want to call it, that you're punishing a hardball in Michigan that their success the last two plus years has been because they knew the signs. Yeah, I think Chris is right about that. Um, I phrased it differently that Michigan is, we can say emphatically that Michigan is definitely losing the PR battle. Uh, but in that case, and you know, maybe it's already lost. And in that case, the damage has been done going forward that uh, this grumble will always be there that him, the cheeseburgers brought up some of that. This is obviously going to bring up a lot more than that. Um, and also it's got to be said too, that, you know, you notice how Deion Sanders uh, does his own thing and doesn't really play a part of the coaching fraternity. Jim Harbaugh is very much the same. When he was asking for free transfers before the coaches wanted it, he's asking for satellite camps and so on. Um, there's not a big safety net there. There's not a lot of coaches out there willing to take Jim's side during this process. Um, I don't know if Jim cares that much about that at all, frankly. Um, but that's where you see it here, too, and also in the media, kind of the same thing. Um, but again, ultimately, none of it matters. It's it, the PR does matter. Chris is absolutely right about that, and that damage has probably already been done. Um, but ultimately, it's going to come down to where is the evidence and what is the counter evidence, and and what should they do about it? And we're not there yet. And what are the precedents? We know about the Baylor half game suspension. 
Here the NCAA, Michigan has their lawyers. Harbaugh can have a lawyer. Connor Stallions can have a lawyer. Uh, what's your precedent? You're going to punish Michigan and, uh, you know, borderline death penalty, the program, at least based on uh, the court of public opinion, yet you did this uh, to Baylor. So there, there's a lot to sort through. I, I need to see the facts. I've been standing by that. A lot of people said I'm living in denial or are saying that. Uh, no, I'm, I've read and heard a lot in terms of allegations, but I haven't seen no evidence yet. Is that uh, that's accurate. I don't know who, I mean, obviously a tight circle of people who've seen the evidence, um, whatever evidence they have currently. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I said, you're in uncharted territory here. Uh, there's the case in 2016, the Baylor case you mentioned, where the coach, assistant coach was found to have broken this rule and was given a half game suspension. Obviously it's a slap on the wrist. Um, this almost certainly be more than that, whatever they decide. Um, but it's uncharted territory. This rule does not have sentencing guidelines to it the way most of their rules do, the way they do in the court of law. Uh, they used to have the level one, level two, and each came with various parameters, of course, accordingly. And this one really doesn't. Um, so that's, that's part of the equation there as well. So uh, more unknowns than knowns is, the, is my conclusion currently. Uh, more unknowns than knowns. Uh, that could be the next book uh, from John U. <laughs> <laughs> Bacon, or it could be Fifty Shades of Maize and Blue Gray. He's going back and forth on uh, different. What? What? Before I let you go, what is your next book? I know you're just wrapping it up, right? Uh, only kind of. Uh, I am up north right now for three days of solitary writing. You see how well that's working, Bill. Um, I'm supposed to be doing the shining thing with my wife and my son down in Ann Arbor and writing by myself, but doing a lot of interviews these days. Um, it is on the Edmund Fitzgerald, right, in your backyard, of course. Um, and, uh, and that, I'm supposed to finish the first draft by October, by November 1st, and that seems unlikely to happen, but I'm pushing hard that the next uh, con- contractual deadline. So that will come out in two years, in 2025, with the anniversary of the 50th anniversary of the sinking on November 10th, 1975. One of the best writers in the business, New York Times bestselling author and a Michigan insider, John U. Bacon, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. John, appreciate your huge opinions on the Michigan situation. Bill, always a pleasure. Thanks, man. Yeah, good luck writing there. Up north, cottage writing, doing the shining thing. I like that. Madam Muskegon listening on 96 1 The Game, our flagship station out of Grand Rapids that you can hear in the Muskegon area as long as. Uh, you're in that area or Kalamazoo. How you doing, Matt? Oh, not too bad. How you doing? Good. What's on your mind, bud? Well, so this rule was um, put into effect in 1994. Is that correct? Yes, because they wanted to limit uh, scouting uh, costs that the smaller schools couldn't do it. Uh, again, I had Mark you on yesterday for Michigan High School Athletic Association. Posing teams can even bring their own cameras to games. To scout the opponent, they just okay, can't go so, to practices. But right, so we're we're talking about a rule that was originally intended for the smaller schools' budget, correct? Yes. Not about if it was good or bad, or if it was going to give them a competitive advantage, but because they couldn't necessarily afford it, so that way it was fair nationwide, correct? Amen. So that's the rule that we're talking about. I just want to be clear because I'm not, I'm a Michigan fan, but I'm a, I'm also put myself in the middle here to try to figure this out. And for the life of me, I went back and look at the scores in the last two years, they lost to Michigan state in East Lansing, 
right? Kenneth Walker ate them alive. I mean, the scouting report must have been good at that game, correct? Yeah, you know, I, I, it was. It was. Uh, look for the pass. Don't worry about Walker. He's overrated. Correct. They beat Penn State that year, twenty-one to seventeen. Beat Nebraska on the road, an unranked Nebraska team, twenty or thirty-four to twenty-nine or something like that. Uh, Illinois before the Ohio State game that year, almost came into Ann Arbor and beat them. I mean, I'm just trying to wrap my mind around the competitive advantage that was gained because of this, per, or you know. The fact that they are accused of stealing signs. I just can't wrap my mind around it. I don't know how, how much of an advantage they gain by doing this, if any. Well, anyway, you have a good day, Hugh. Well, and thank you, Matt Muskegon, listening on 96.1 The Game out of Grand Rapids. Like I said, you can hear 96.1 The Game in the Muskegon area, also down in Kalamazoo. When you do step back and you hear feedback and you read, it looks like a hit job on Harbaugh. The leaks from the NCAA. Leaks from other schools. It looks like a head job. Even NCAA committee uh, in 2021 almost passed that there wasn't a competitive advantage. Actually, it's a quote from the committee. The vote didn't pass to end the rule. But there's a quote from them, which I think legally you could use if the NCAA is going to hammer you. Like I, And I'll just reiterate, because people twist words and it's Twitter and, oh, I heard him. If what has been reported is true, I don't think Harbaugh will be the coach next year. If there isn't factual evidence to corroborate that, then he will be the coach. And this will disappear. Because eventually you can report, oh my God, it's Twitter, we're going there, yeah, get the pitchforks, here we go, yeah. And there's nothing there, you're like, yeah, but you know what, I still think it's wrong. Todd of Bay City listening on 100.9 FM. The Mitt, you're on the Hugh Show. Yes, sir. Mr. Hugh, big fan. Um, I think you, you're, you just took the words out of my mouth about a hit job. Now, listen, I don't know the ins and outs about the laws and this and that. I just know when, when somebody's jealous of somebody and somebody's in a position to pose questions about somebody's good or not good character. I think it has something to do with us kicking Ohio State's ass. Maybe somebody in that organization is jealous. Well, but someone hired a private think, uh, someone hired that private investigative firm that reportedly has access to Michigan hard drives which doesn't seem legal unless and even if an employee gave them up, that seems or a former employee kept them. That seems illegal. I mean, it's it's crazy. It really is, Todd. Right, right. And but I I listened to Deion Sanders about the sign stealing. Now he played baseball, and he said that if he knew that a pitcher was serve, serving up a curveball, it's lights out. He said he could mail his playbook, his football playbook, to a team. And he wouldn't care because the physicality of the game dictates you've still got to stop that play. Period. In baseball, if you know curveball's coming. Right. You can you can sit out if you know changeup's coming, you'll just park on the back foot. I get it, Todd. Thanks for the call and congrats to a great launch here in less than a month for sports radio. One hundred point nine FM the Mets to ride. 
Go to Scott in Grand Rapids listening on 96.1 The Game. You're on the huge show. Hey there, just a quick comment. You know, I I think people are trying to minimize the whole thing of sign stealing, and it's significant. I mean, this has been a rule since 93, and if it is true, I'm not saying I know anything, but, I mean, imagine if you're an offensive play caller and I'm on defense, and I know you're going to run it or pass it every single time. I could do some things to make it hard for you to basically run your offense. So it's significant. It's not something that just, like, brush it off. Um, It's a big deal. And if they did do it, they should be punished for it. If it's a low-level guy that's just basically going rogue, which I'll be honest with you, I could see it happening, where some guy is trying to figure out how to do the best job he can. Um, And so he goes out and buys tickets on his own and hires a bunch of guys to tape the games, and then he basically breaks it all down and steals all these signs. The upper-level coaches aren't going to care how he did it. They just want the—they want to know the signs. They want to know if it's a run or a pass. So it is significant. They should be punished. But I do think that it probably never reaches the level that uh, people are going to—that Harbaugh is going to lose his job. That's my two cents. Yeah, and thanks, Scott. Great call in Grand Rapids listening on our flagship station, 96 won the game. We do have other callers online. Stick around. I'll get to your comments. We're going to welcome in because it's pretty cool that Grand Valley State University is welcoming back wrestling. Now they're bringing it back, and eventually they'll bring back women's wrestling as well. And Dan Gable will be in town uh, for a fundraiser uh, coming up on the west side of the state at Main Street Pub uh, in Allendale. And I'll give you all those details uh, in our next segment. And Dan Gable... uh, one of the greatest wrestlers and wrestling coaches, the greatest ever the, in the world. And that's not an exaggeration. He'll join us. I promise I'll get to the uh, Michigan callers. We just had Coach Gable set up, and I'm going to get to him. And also, congratulations to the wrestling community uh, getting wrestling back uh, at Grand Valley. Uh, that is a big deal. It really is. It's a huge deal. And to have him back, I'm looking at some of the numbers uh, the matches November 1st at 7 p.m. on campus, Grand Valley State Fieldhouse between Grand Valley and Cornerstone. Doors open at 6 p.m. First varsity duel in wrestling in 32 years. Joey Simcoe is a head coach, formerly coached at Tiffin. Fundraising dinner uh, featuring Dan Gable, Lee Kemp, and Miles of Mine at Main Street Pub in Allendale, uh, 4 until 5.30. Autographs at uh, 3.30, cost 100 bucks. All proceeds go to the GVSU uh, wrestling team. Jim S- Scott started the program in 1960, was dropped in 91. Wow. Coming back November 1st. So Dan Gable will join us. I know we got callers, uh, and we got Lomas Brown, Josh Garvey, Bean Garter coming up busy. And I mean a busy Thursday afternoon Callers online who dialed in on the Mercantile Bank listener line will get to you. And the greatest name in wrestling history in the world, Dan Gable. He'll join us next. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. 
Save more, scare more when you shop Halloween at Meyer. Shop quality deals like buy two select Halloween snack, single, or king size candy. Get one free. Get two for $10 on select DiGiorno frozen pizzas when you shop with Emperks. And for last minute shoppers, take 30% off Halloween indoor decor and 30% off adult and youth Halloween costumes. Find all you need for Halloween in one stop at Meyer. Exclusion Supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's pumpkin coin toss, and you can carve out wicked premium play prizes up to three grand. There are drawings every Friday in October from 5 to 11 p.m., and two lucky guests every hour toss to win up to $3,000 premium play. Be there for pumpkin coin toss, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for Michigan's number one med spa, Urban U. They have locations in the Grand Rapids metro area and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And guys, you need to think about what I just did. I got a hydrofacial. So I watched my pores cleansed in less than 30 minutes. And when they showed me the dirt and grime they took off my face, it was shocking. Urban U can help your skin health. Go to theurbanu.com to find out more. That's theurbanu.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. 19 radio stations strong for the station close to you anywhere in this great state. Go to thehugeshow.net. A few weeks ago, Mike Brand Jr. sent me a note and said, hey, there's something big connecting to wrestling returning at the D2 level at Grand Valley State University. And Dave Mills is the coach. And could you get somebody on to talk about the event and I said sure just keep me posted let me know what's going on and Dave has ran the club program there at Grand Valley on the west side of Michigan since 2000 and now they're going back as an official school sport women's wrestling will come in next year and they're having a huge fundraiser before their first match on November 1st at 7 p.m is the match against Cornerstone on campus at Grand Valley. But earlier that day, there will be a fundraising dinner featuring Lee Kemp, 
Miles Amin at the Main Street Pub in Allendale from 4 until 5.30. Autographs and the money raised there will go towards Grand Valley Wrestling. And they have brought in a man who's the greatest ambassador for the game or the sport of wrestling, uh, the best wrestling coach in the history of the world. I think we can say that. And a great wrestler in his own right. Wrestling has been his life, Dan Gable. It's an honor, pleasure to have him on the Huge Show across Michigan. Welcome in, Coach. Uh, that's big. Uh, that, that was a, quite a introduction for me. Uh, I know that I've done a, quite a few things, but uh, you know, I'm still still out there trying to get things accomplished, and that's why I'm heading up to uh, Allendale. You know, that's why I'm heading to Allendale because uh, it's been without a wrestling program for. 30 years or, or something like that. I have connections. I've been there. Uh, I was there for the Olympic uh, wrestling trials back in 84. And that was, uh, it was, as you could say, it was a huge one, but you know, I had all kinds of things happen to me there when I was there. I mean, the day before when I got there, they wanted to take me fishing on, I think, I don't know, is the river, is there a river uh, called a Truckee or truck or uh, something like that, not too far away from there. And he took me there and I caught some nice bass and and I ended up losing my billfold in the bottom of the river and uh, I lost a lot of things from that. But uh, it, it made me change putting my billfold from my back to my front and ever since then. So that's a marker in my life, but, uh, it was a, it, it was, uh, a, a Olympic trials where we allowed protests and, uh, all of a sudden somebody won a protest and all of a sudden there was 25 more protests. And so it just, we, I think we learned a lot from, uh, going to Allendale and Grand Valley state. And it was, uh, a, 1984, and we ended up uh, dominating the Olympics in L.A. in wrestling. So, you know, I remember a lot of good things, but I'm just happy that we're getting the program back and adding a female. So I'm that's my game. I've been at it all my life from the day I was born till my birthday, which was yesterday, now 75 years. So, you know, I'm a, I've been around a long time, and uh, I, I want to see this sport uh, going to the very top. Yeah, Jim Scott did uh, start the program at Grand Valley State University. 1960 program was dropped in 91 when they were a D2 power. And Jim was instrumental in bringing you and the crew in for the 84 U.S. Olympic trials. And now they have a state-of-the-art Harris Athletic Complex, $15 million new facility, new wrestling room, locker rooms, uh, weigh-in room, training room, academic success center, John and Diane Harris, and family donated $3 million bucks. So uh, GVSU will be wrestling Cornerstone on November 1st. And that day at Main Street Pub in Allendale on the west side of the state, Dan, Lee Kemp, Miles Amin, uh, Main Street Pub, 4 until 5.30 autographs at 3.30. The cost is 100 bucks and all proceeds. And we'll go to Grand Valley State Wrestling. Where, where is the sport? Before I let you go, Coach. Where is the sport of wrestling from the youth level to high school to college wrestling uh, to international uh, matches? Where where is the sport at today compared to where it was back in 84 when you were getting your team ready for L.A. in Allendale? First of all, I don't want to forget about President Mantella, but, you know, she's the one that's, uh, I think, spearheaded this. Uh, 
uh, wrestling thing. But where is the sport? Well, I'm telling you right now, uh, we... I look at it a little different than most people because most people look at it like where are we at, at in, within the United States. And right now within the United States, we are making it happen. Uh, by that I'm saying, you know, Penn State's been kind of dominating, but Iowa's not too far behind. Michigan's uh, right there. Uh, we um, are adding programs, men's programs finally, and thanks to women's programs. But I, I look at it from a world point of view because there's a lot of wrestling in the world. I mean, wrestling goes back forever. And uh, some of our biggest competitors are not quite at their peak just because of the political conflicts that are going on in the world of uh, of uh, of whatever who thinks they're right, I guess. And so, you know, like Russia, they're they're they they can't even wrestle in the wrestling in the championships uh, at the world level. A lot of their other countries that are associated with Russia camp, North Korea, uh, Iran. These are some really good wrestling countries. But the United States is uh, actually kind of taken over right now because some of these countries are so much in conflict. And they can't even uh, go there and represent themselves right now. So it's um, it's a good time in the United States at, from USA Wrestling. We're on the move uh, with college programs right now, uh, thanks to females. And I'll tell you what, uh, we just need to get our conflicts in order because everybody wants that. And then we'll be back to... Uh, uh, really growing the sport worldwide. Dan Cable, uh, living legend. He'll be in Allentale, Michigan, Grand Valley State. Uh, D2 Wrestling is back as a school sport. They'll take on Cornerstone on November 1st. Uh, four, or actually, yeah, it'll be uh, 3 until 4.30 at Main Street Pub in Allentale. Uh, you can meet, get an autograph, money raised there. We'll go to Grand Valley Wrestling, Dan Cable, Lee Kemp, and others. Uh, Coach, uh, congrats on an unbelievable life in wrestling. Still a lot in front of you, and we'll see you in Allendale, okay? Hey, I want to see a lot of people there. Uh, It's a long ways to go. I'm driving there. I've got a guy that's helped me drive. We're going to drive. It's like a tight schedule, and so basically uh, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of people. I mean, I I don't want a seat available in that place that I'm going to. and I want them lined up down the street because – that's what we need, and I'll tell you what, uh, the state of Michigan has a lot of history, and we want to keep that going. So yeah. uh, I'm happy I'm happy to be there. Yeah, that will be a Main Street Pub in Allendale on November 1st, 4 p.m. until 5.30. Uh, it was a fundraising dinner. Autographs at 3.30 early cost 100 bucks. all proceeds. Go to GVUS or GVSU Wrestling. Dan Gable, Lee Kemp, Miles Amin at Main Street Pub in Allendale. And that match is at 7 p.m., the return of wrestling at Grand Valley State, 7 p.m., Grand Valley State Fieldhouse. That will be on November 1. Coach, safe travels. We'll talk soon. Hey, I don't usually like having to give you know get money from an autograph, but this is not for me. It's for the sport, so I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you, man. I, I was looking at Gable's unbelievable numbers. 64-0 in high school, three-time Iowa High school state champion, hundred and seventeen and one, his college career record, 
at Iowa State. As a coach at Iowa, 355-21-5. He's been an Olympic champion, world champion, Pan American Games champion, NCAA champion. Wow. Biggest name in the world ever in wrestling. Meet him November 1st. Four until 5.30, 3.30, the autographs at Main Street Pub in Allendale. And welcome back wrestling to Grand Valley State against Cornerstone. That will be on November 1st at the GVSU Fieldhouse in Allendale. Huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. It is time to go inside the leadership locker room once again with Greg Harris. He joins us. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great, Billy. Good to see you. All right, let's talk about that sage book and sage advice and uh, what you can bring to the table with people listening right now. The book itself was a wonderful project for me to honor my parents and grandparents and the wisdom they gave me, the sage advice. The sad part, Billy, is sometimes we don't listen. We think we know. And the book really, I hope, is a message for those that buy it and read it. Go back and learn from your elders and people that mentored you because they give you nuggets to live by. I didn't always do that, Bill. That's the part of the book. What do you think is the best nugget uh, somebody uh, who was a little bit older than yourself gave you that you still use today to maximize leadership? My grandpa was a good businessman, and he said to me, Hey, Greg, don't put lipstick on a pig. If it's a bad deal, walk away. And your grand... Father was a smart man. Smart man, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. All right, Greg Harris again. uh, Sage Advice is the book available uh, wherever you get your books. And also you can go to uh, MaximizeLeadership.com to find out more. That's MaximizeLeadership.com. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Ladies, let's go see some men. The show, Friday, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Come meet the men of your wicked dreams for an affordable night of laughs. And maybe some mischief. Oh the boys are back in town. Tickets for 18 plus, just $25. On sale now. At the box office and etix.com. Sexy costumes. Hot dance moves. Your sensational night of fun returns. Hunks, the show, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Oh, my. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
Huge Show is back live across Michigan on a Thursday, presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Carter. Soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. Josh heads up the Grand Rapids office. Dorn Mayhew has their world headquarters on the east side of the state in Troy. Josh will join me in studio. We'll talk about the Lions' last loss and the Raiders' game on Monday. Lomas Brown, former Lion, member of the Lions Radio Network, also will be with us. NFL picks coming up with Lomas, Josh, and myself. We also have our huge question of the day, the Michigan sign-stealing situation. How will that play out in the end? You can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Now, if you miss any of my huge opinions, our hours, our full shows, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and catch up and listen on your schedule. Big. Bad. Huge.